Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Great, how are we all doing today? Yes, can you believe Christmas is almost here? Yeah, it's, uh, who's excited about Christmas? Come on. I think we all get excited about Christmas, don't we? I know it can be hard for, for many people as well, um, but it is a great time of, of great joy, Christmas. And uh, this is our, our fourth and final part of our Christmas Advent series called Christmas Presents. You notice the, uh, the, the pun there. And it's, we're looking at four different occasions when um, different people or groups of people received a, a visit by an angel or groups of angel in the Nativity story. And we're looking at how they responded. Because God is always interested in how, as people, as individuals, or as families, or couples, how we respond to him and to different things that we face in life. Um, Before I uh, go any further, I want to just want to talk to you about um, a time this year when I I received some unexpected news. And I'm sure as this story just uh, continues that many of you will think back to that particular day too, which wasn't too long ago. And I don't know how you thought about it, and perhaps it will un- unravel. But we had an elders, evening, elders meeting in our home one Tuesday night, um, not too long ago. And I put on the, the news, and I'd completely forgotten all about the presidential elections. And I thought, okay. And if I'm honest, I thought in my, it, to myself, um, I, knew who, I thought I knew who was going to be elected. Okay, and I went to sleep, and I woke up next morning, and I, I didn't even think about it. I just, it was my day off, I, it was a Wednesday, I had a, I think it was Wednesday, I had a, um, a breakfast and was at home, and um, then I had to go out for something, and I just thought, then I, I, I looked at my phone, it's now about sort of, uh, probably about sort of half nine, and I saw something, and all I saw from someone's comment is, I don't believe it. And suddenly, in my heart, this, I thought, no, <laughs> no way, no way. And the first thing I did was put on the, uh, the, the, the BBC News, and uh, there in front of my eyes was the unexpected, and for me, shocking news that Donald Trump had been elected president. I did not, it's shocking because I did not expect it. I thought it would be Hillary Clinton. But oh no, it was Donald Trump. And I'm not here to talk about politics, but I was just absolutely, I'm just being honest with you, I was absolutely shocked because I was not expecting it. I mean, I'm not going to ask for a poll who was expecting or not, but uh, I can tell by some of your faces you're in the same boat. You weren't expecting Donald Trump, um, the very wealthy man on a lot of reality TV shows, uh, to be elected president of the United States of America in 2016. And, uh, yeah, it, it shocked me. It didn't shock God, did he? Did it? Because God knew. God knew who was going to be <laughs> the elected president. And uh, in times of our lives, there's times when we hear unexpected news, isn't there? There's times when we hear things. Sometimes that unexpected news can be brilliant news. It can be the news that, I don't know, you've just won a competition. Or the news that you've just been paid extra or you've had a tax rebate from the government. That's all sort of news is brilliant, isn't it? We love to hear that sort of news. Sometimes we can hear news which isn't so brilliant. News which can shock us in a, in a bad way. Maybe it could be, as an individual, a health report from the doctor. 
Maybe as, as a, a married couple, it could be an unexpected, maybe things are tight, and suddenly you get an unexpected extra bill that you were not looking for. Maybe as a student, maybe you get exam result and you just didn't, you thought the exam went okay, but it was actually went a lot worse, or maybe a lot better than what you possibly thought. There's different times in our lives when we hear different unexpected news, and it can be shocking, it can be great, it can be unexpected. But do you, know, do you know what? In it all, it's about how we respond to it, how we respond to the news. If we're a Christian here today or listening on podcasts, how we respond to the different news is so important because God is looking on. Maybe we're not a Christian here today or listening. And how we're responding, we might think, well, I don't know. I don't know if I believe in God yet. But the reality is people are looking at our lives. And people are looking in the good times of our lives and the bad times of our lives and the indifferent times of our lives. When news comes, how will we respond? People are watching our lives. I've just got this thought to share with us today, which is simply this. Thank you, Jude. In times unexpected, great responses are respected. In times unexpected, great responses are respected. And the reality is, we will have times when we have unexpected news. We cannot control that. We cannot pray our way out of that. Times when unexpected news will hit our emails, our eyes, our ears, whatever it is, our telephones. But how we respond can earn great respect, not just with man, but with God. God doesn't expect us to, to respond in a, in a great way because, let's be honest, we are human beings and let's, let's not pretend that life is a bed of roses. It's not. And if you're anything like me and you've got three youngish kids growing up at home, there's times and I don't respond in the best of ways, if you know what I mean. Or am I just alone? Maybe you've been there, got the T-shirt. There's times when there's pressures in, in the home and, and at that point is when the kids want to play up. And uh, do I respond with, always with grace and love? No. I wish I did. I'm being honest. Sometimes it's just at the wrong moment and afterwards I say, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I shouldn't have reacted. Perhaps reacted is the best way. I shouldn't have reacted there the way I did just then. But in times unexpected, great responses are respected. And we can earn the respect, not just of man, but of God. Because if we're a Christian here today, isn't that our number one aim? To please God. To earn God's respect. We don't have to earn, to try and please him. But he's looking at our lives. And there's things that we can do with our lives, the choice that we make, actually is respect. So we're going to look at a, a, a well-known passage. And we're looking at the, the shepherds today. In Luke chapter 2, and we're going to read from verses 1 to 20, uh, the shepherd's story. And it starts in, in verse 1. Although the shepherds start in verse 8, but we're going to start in verse 1. And uh, we'll look at the actual birth of Jesus. So in verse 1, reading from the New King James Version. It says, And it came to pass in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that, in all, the world, that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinus was governing Syria. So it all went to be re registered, everyone to his own city. It's interesting, isn't it? Even now, just over 2,000 years later, Syria is hitting our, our screens. You know, I, your, your heart just goes out, don't you, to the just the war-torn places, including Aleppo. 
And that's why we're giving our offering away tonight to uh, help that work on the ground. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. It's interesting. The distance from from Nazareth to Bethlehem was just over 100 miles. If you like, that is the distance from Leamington Spa to Sheffield. And if you were to walk it, it would take you about non-stop, non-stop, about 34 hours. But basically, they'll probably be uh, walking in trains of people for security, and it probably would take them about eight to 10 days to walk that distance. So we're not just talking a, a little distance. They didn't have their motor cars then. We're talking donkeys, feet. They walked a long distance to be registered. And Mary, let's bear in mind, was heavily pregnant. And verse 6, so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. I love that. I love the way the Bible says that. The days were completed. In other words, Mary is about to give birth. And she brought forth her firstborn son. It's so poetic, isn't it? She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Just imagine the scene. They, you know, they're not... These days we're born in, in hospitals or, or at home, in a comfortable home. But in those days, they were in an inn and they were hoping to be born, to be born in, for the baby to be born in an inn. But there was no room. So they had to be born in a manger, in a stable. And when Jesus was born, he was wrapped in cloths and then put into a feeding trough. The trough that was used to feed the animals. That's where Jesus the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, was laid moments after his birth. A feeding trough. And now the story switches to the fields. Now bearing in mind, this time of year when Jesus was born was probably, a, some scholars reckon it was around sort of September time. So when Mary and Joseph made that trek, it was in the burning heat. Hot time of year. And so now we switch to the shepherds. In verse 8, they were ne- now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. These are shepherds. Back in the, uh, the beginning of, of the Bible, we're looking at the life of Abraham, being a shepherd was a noble task, was a noble occupation. But now, since the course of time, shepherds are now equated Mr. Onyekwe here, a tax specialist. Shepherds were equated with with, uh, tax collectors as the lowest of the low. Because tax collectors would would often rob. And that that line of thought came from the influence of the Egyptians. The Egyptians thought that lamb and and eating sheep was uh, just not to be done or sacrificed. So they brought into the the thinking of the Israelites, actually, being a shepherd isn't that good. But also, can I also say, people that should have known better also kept that line of thought going. The religious leaders kept on saying that, that, that being a shepherd wasn't too good. They actually built up a caste system, a way of thinking that if you were a shepherd, you were on the bottom of the pile. 
But aren't you thankful that today, God doesn't think about that about anyone? doesn't matter what our occupation is. We're not on the bottom of the pile. We're not on the bottom of the pile. Because God loves us all. Whether we're a Christian here today or not, God loves us all. And there's no ranking. In his eyes, he loves you. He loves me. And these shepherds, we're not just talking, we often see the, the sketches at, at, at this time of year, the nativities of young children. We saw it at the beginning of the service, you know, with the, with the costumes on. But these are rugged men. These are rugged men who weren't afraid of a fight, weren't afraid to protect the, the, the sheep. And isn't it interesting? A shepherd what man thought of was the lowest of the low. They're the people that receive this next visitation from the angels. Isn't it great also to think that Jesus actually equated himself with shepherds? He said, I am the good shepherd. I lay my life down for the sheep. Jesus was a man that brought equality to people. He brought equality to women. He brought equality to those different occupations because he just loved people. Isn't that amazing? And verse 9, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Church, don't we want more of the glory of God in our meetings and our gatherings? The sense of the God's presence with us. Because when God's presence with us, whatever we're going through, maybe we've had some unexpected news even this week or even this month, things are okay because we know God's on the throne. When we know God's with us, when that sense that God is with us, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. This is a sign. It wasn't going to be the star of Bethlehem. They were going to, sometimes we get it wrong. The sign that they were looking for, the sign that what they're saying was true, is they were going to find a babe, a baby, wrapped in cloths and lying in a feeding trough. That was a sign. They didn't tell exactly where it was going to be. They knew it was going to be probably Bethlehem. So it meant they had to probably look at every single stable to find a baby. They had to investigate, had to look, had to research. Thank you, Jude. And verse 13, and suddenly, and suddenly, imagine this, you're you're nervous, you're scared, you're a rugged man, you're used to to a fight, and you're scared, you've seen one angel, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, so not just one angel, not just two angels, but a multitude of angels who suddenly appear before your face singing praises to God. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. But you know what? We, we lose the meaning in that translation. It sounds all very nice. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward man, men. It said in the previous verse, you know, that, that God has come to all men. But on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. It means peace to those who will receive Jesus. To those who will receive him. To those people of goodwill. To those that would respond to God. 
on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But the choice is yours and mine. God loves everyone, but not everyone will respond. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Maybe they were were saying this sort of nervously, thinking, what on earth? Are, Are we dreaming? Are we asleep? Are we awake? What's happening? And they came with haste. They didn't stop and and order. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. That was Mary's response. In all of this craziness that this, this, this virgin that had not had known a man had given birth to a child. She's thinking, gosh, what is all this? She's pondering in her heart. And we already, already know the song of Mary and how she expressed her, her praises to God. But this was the shepherd's response. Verse 20. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Isn't that amazing? And I believe that over 2,000 years later, to 2016 here today, we can learn a lot from the response of these shepherds. Let not this familiar story of the shepherds pass us by. Let's not just get, be so familiar with the text. Oh, we know the story. We know the text. Let's put ourselves in the, in the, the shoes of these shepherds. And let's understand That in times unexpected, great responses are respected. In times unexpected, great responses are respected. You know, there's many ways that we can respond to things in life. Many ways. And we don't always respond well, do we? And God knows that. But when we get that unexpected news, can we pause and and learn some things, lessons from the shepherds? What can you do next time you get some unexpected news? In unexpected times, we can respond in wonder. It says of the shepherds that they wanted to go and see this, this sign. They didn't know where the baby, the Messiah, was going to be born. These shepherds, these, as man would think, lowly shepherds, have suddenly had this amazing news one of the first of people to hear the news that the Messiah, Jesus Christ, had been born. I wonder what you'd have thought. You'd have known being a shepherd that people looked down at you. You'd have known being a shepherd that you were on the bottom of the, of the pile, as it were, so to speak. You'd have known that. But God, in his grace and his mercy and in his way of just surprising humankind, decided to surprise them and saying, I'm going to give you great news. And I'm not going to give it to the kings. I'm not going to give it to the the religious rulers. I'm going to give it to you guys. Because I've come to surprise the earth. I'm not going to come and do things as people expect. People expect the Messiah to be born in a palace. No. My son is going to be born in a stable. 
full of surprises to a virgin. And what did they do? They marveled, but they went out marveling with haste and went to find the babe. They had to probably investigate. They had to probably look, knock on a few stable doors and find out if there was a, a baby born there today. It probably sounded a strange thing. Excuse me, in your stable at the back of your inn, has there been a baby born today? What are you on about? I've got donkeys, I've got sheep, I've got cattle. A baby? But they knocked on one stable door. You're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. God has got a habit of, in our lives, hasn't he, of, you're not going to believe this. Hoping God, trusting God. If you're believing God for a miracle, that day will come when you're not going to believe this. The unexpected news that you've been hoping for and longing for. And this, if we're not here a Christian here today, there's ways that we can explore about the Christian faith. Is this God really as good as, he, as we say he is? And in, in uh, the new year, we're going to be launching an Alpha course. And that's a great opportunity to explore the Christian faith to, in a non-threatening environment, to ask your questions and, and just discuss together. Alpha is a wonderful way to explore the wonder, if you like, of the Christian faith. In unexpected times, we can respond in wonder. We can also respond in witness. We also see that the, sh- the shepherds, what did they do? They went around and they just told everyone. When was the last time you had some good news? Come on. When was the last time you had some good news? Tell the person next to you. Come on. When was the last time you had some good news? How long ago? A week ago? A month ago? Come on. When you had some good news? So who's had some good news within the last month, two months? Okay, a few people. Okay, great, great. It's great when we have some good news. Now, what's it, when it, depending on how good it is, but, you know, what's the first thing we do? We're happy, yeah, we're happy. But can we keep it to ourselves? No. So it depends on whether you're into technology. You might tweet it, you might text it, you might phone someone, you might write a letter, you might... Whatever, you've got to tell someone the good news. You cannot keep it to yourself, can you? When news is good, you don't want to keep it to yourself. And the shepherds, they didn't just see the sight, they saw the sign. They saw the sign of Jesus exactly as the angels had said. I mean, just seeing the sight of the angels alone would have blown my mind. But then to go and see it exactly as they said, that, Jesus, that God the Father had decided to tell these lowly shepherds that his son was going to be born to the earth, the Messiah, who's going to save the nation of Israel and ultimately the world from their sins. And he decided to show up on the door, well not on the doorstep, but on the, the hills of the shepherds. Amazing. They couldn't keep it in. Now it says they went and, and they, they, they told far and wide. Who we told, we don't know. Obviously, in a caste system, they probably wouldn't have shared it with different people, but probably whoever they met on their travels, guess what? Guess what? And church, we've got the most brilliant news. I want you to remember right now, if you're a Christian here today, I want you to remember that time in your life when you gave your life to Christ, when you decided for the first time, I have decided to follow Jesus. Can you remember it? Can you remember it? Look back now. Look back, if you're a Christian here today, that time when you decided to follow Jesus for the first time. I bet your heart was filled with joy. 
I bet you just were leaping on the inside. Maybe there might have been a few tears at the time. But God is in the business of changing lives. God is in the business of changing lives. And they shared what they had seen. And what they had seen was a sign from God. And do you know what? That's all we can do, church. That's all we can do. All we can do is share with those that we know and love what we have seen, what we've experienced. If you like, our story. We don't have to have all the, the, the Bible knowledge and all, the, all the, the theology in the world. God's not after that. He's asked after hearts and people that says, no, what have you seen? What have I done in your life? Let's break it down. Maybe what was some good news that you received recently? What was some good news? Now we might apportion that to different things, but ultimately God is looking after you, isn't he? God is looking after you. And we can say thank you to God. And we can tell people, do you know what? I believe that was my God. I just needed. And isn't it interesting when we have some good news? It's almost like just when we need it. Just when we need it. Just when we need it. Because that's our Father God looking out for his children. We, in a time unexpected, we can respond in our witness, sharing with people what we have seen. And finally, in, time unexpected, in unexpected times, we can respond in our worship. Worship. This is the greatest response. This is the greatest response because this is saying thank you to God. Do you know what? God is always looking for people that know what it is to say thank you. Thank you. Jesus looked for it, didn't he? When he healed people, he looked for the people that said thank you. The simple things of manners and courteous, courtesy, thank you. And we look at that word worship. In that passage, it uses two, two words for worship. One is for praise and one is uh, about expressing, uh, glorifying God. But they both ultimately boil down to placing glory on God or praise on God. Or also another word for that is magnifying. When you're magnifying something, you make something that isn't as big seem bigger. You might use a magnifying glass and you make something that isn't as big seem bigger. Is God big? Is God big in your life? Is God a, a reality in your life? Sometimes God can appear small. Sometimes in times of uncertainty, where is God? God is always there. God is always there. He's always there behind the scenes. He's always there looking out for you and I. He is real. He is amazing. He is big, but our perspective shrinks him down. Sometimes our perspective shrinks him down because of hurt and, and worry and anxiety and stress. But when our perspective changes and we see a bigger God, we see a God that is there, that is behind the scenes, we can then turn our worry and stress and anxiety into praise to God. Because we know that in the good times and in the bad times, and those times which are anywhere in between, God is still there. And God is always looking for people that know what it is to respond to him, to trust him. The hardest time as Christians is when things go well, we can often forget to thank God. When things go bad, we, we're possibly on our knees. God, would you help me? 
But in the waiting times, in the waiting times, how are you trusting God then? Are you still hanging in there? Are you still saying, God, I haven't heard the news I want to hear yet, but you're still good. You're still God. You're still on the throne. I still love you. I'm still holding on to you. I'm still believing for you. I'm still going to praise you. The good, the bad, the times in between. God is looking for people that know what it is to worship him. And the shepherd's response was, these uneducated men was to worship God. Come on, church. Have we got a worship inside of us? Have we, have we got a worship, a praise in our hearts to God? And praise has to be. It, we can praise in our inside. We can praise in silence. And do you know what? There's power in silence. There's power in silence. Um, that doesn't often happen in our household. But there is power in silence when you're just meditating on God in his stillness. But ultimately, praise cannot stay silent. It has to bubble out. It has to, if it's heartfelt, it has to bubble out. And do you know what? When you start to say, God, I thank you, even though I've not seen an answer to my prayer yet. I thank you, even though the times have been difficult this year. I thank you, even though I've had some bad news. I thank you, even though I've had some good news. I thank you anyway. Do you know what? It's praise cannot stay silent. Worship cannot stay silent. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is a lifestyle. And God wants us to live a lifestyle of worship to the one who loves you so much. In times unexpected, great responses are respected. God responds and respects when we God respects us when we respond in a, in a way that is thankful, that is honoring to Him, that blesses Him, that blesses other people. And people are watching your life and my life. I wonder if these closing minutes, let's stand to our feet. God is after a people that knows what it is to respond to Him, to not stay silent. Jesus annoyed one day, said, you know, if you don't, if, if, if you stay silent, the, the stones will cry out. As an expression of, come on, I want you to know what it is to respond to me. I want you to respond to me in a good way. And I don't know what season of life you're in right now. But I, I just wonder, in this, in this moment, whether we can just, let some worship arise. Come on. Let some worship from your heart. I don't know what your season. Don't look at the situation you're in, but look to God. God's a big God. God's got your back covered. God can cause a breakthrough in your situation. Look to Him. If you're, in time of, if you're on the mountaintop, as it were, at times of good, goodness, then still look to Him and thank Him. There's some worship boil up in your heart right now. If you're in between, still waiting, trust him. Trust him. Come on. Let's just allow, allow some praise to arise from our hearts this morning. Let me encourage you to be vocal. Praise has to be vocal. It can be silent at times, but it has to be vocal. Come on. And if all we can do is say, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that I've got food on my table today. Thank you, Lord, that I've got change in my back pocket today. Come on, let's be a thankful people. Let your praise rise to God. Come on, church. Come on, let your expression of praise this morning be a sweet thing to the Lord. He, God, God rejected Cain's offering. 
The Bible says he disrespected Cain because of the manner in which he brought his offering. But Abel, he respected. So God can respect or disrespect us as individuals based on the way that we bring our offering, the way that we bring our praise and our worship. So let's be a people that from the heart say, come on God, I may not be feeling it today. I may not be feeling it. Maybe I'm tired. Maybe I've got the weight of the world on my shoulders. But I'm going to choose in faith to praise you. To praise you. Come on. Come on, church. Come on. Let our praise arise. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.